Hello and welcome to day 40 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Brett. Wow. I'm Logan. And today we are reading Volume 1, Part 2, Chapter 15. I can't believe it's day 40. I know. That's crazy. Time flies. When Time you're flies fun. when you're at war. When you're at war. I'd hope it would get over with. But um, Andre convinces Kutuzov to let him go and join Bagration's delaying action at Schungraben. He's free. They, he freed him from uh, Kutuzov's detachment. Yeah. The, he begged to go on the suicide mission. He's like, please. He's like, no, please. please. I really want to go on this mission with like zero odds of survival. General, I don't know if you know this, but I'm here to save the Russian army. General, I'm a gift from God to save the Russian army. If you don't let me go, you're putting the entirety of Russia in peril. He's going to start... My destiny is at that He started field. screaming and p- like punching his fists into the ground. He was. It was crazy. It I was, was, I was there, there, actually. It was like a huge ick, actually. He, he threw a huge freaking temper tantrum. I didn't get this wound for nothing! I want to go, I want to go, I want to go! Um, let me go! Go to Zombo! He's such a meanie head. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he goes, he rides on down to join Bagration. Yes. Bagration gives him his warmest welcome and special indulgence as a commanding officer because he's heard of Andre's stellar reputation as a trusted adjutant. And Bagration says he doesn't think there'll be any fighting today. So he gives Andre, he puts Andre into the, into the trust of a staff officer who mm-hmm. gives Andre a tour of the field uh, so he can get his, the lay of the land and of the situation. And they go to ride around and take a look at the men who are in pretty bad state um, from what he can see. Yeah. Uh, it seems also like uh, Bagration's like not quite sure if Andre's got the guts yeah. to be in his detail. Where he says, I could really use him. If he's got the guts. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they they look around and they find a tent where some people are eating or something inside. And Andre's like, hey, how about we get some How about we get some bread and cheese? He's so me. Dude, me He's too. so me. Me too, buddy. <laughs> me when I come home from work and I'm like, I could really use some bread and cheese right now. That's every meal I eat, mostly. I'm on my Andre grind set. No room. No, no room? No room for veggies. I'm no a, room in a savior I'm in complex. A, I'm in a personal war at all times. <laughs> yeah, I just got that war mentality. We meet Captain Tushin, the barefoot Captain Tushin is in the tent. And he's epic. Like, he's literally epic in this moment. I'd probably be <laughs> barefoot too if I knew I was about to die. Let me feel that earth beneath my feet. Uh, Let's be real. Smiling them, hopping from one barefoot to the other while looking inquiringly, inquiringly with his big, shrewd, kindly eyes. He seems to be chilling out. We got a big battle. We got a big battle coming, and he—he's not sweating it. No, he's the artillery officer. He's in charge of the yes. artillery, which is important because the staff officer points out that the artillery is the highest point on the field and the best point to get a um, a view of the battlefield from as well. Mm-hmm. They meet Tushin. He's barefoot. They uh, he jests back and forth with the staff officer a little bit. The staff officer is like, "Hey, why aren't you wearing shoes?" And Tushin's like, That's, uh, "I'm better uh, this way. I'm, I'm a better. Hobbit. I'm a bobbit." Hey, come on. Tushin is another Hobbit name. We got Bilibin yeah. and Tushin. Come on. They're so going on a quest to destroy the One Ring. They got to sneak behind in uh, French lines. No, literally. This might as well just be Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Andre's Aragorn. Bilbin and Tushin are Sam and Frodo. Are they? Or are they, um, are they no, Mary and Pip? Mary and Pippin. Yeah. They, sh- they actually could be. Who's Sam and Frodo then? Nikolai and Little Rook. <laughs> 
Um, Back to the story. We meet uh, Tushin, and then Andre rides on. He dismisses the staff officer. He says, listen, man, I got it from here. And He's like, I've been, to, I've been at war before, listen, believe it or not. I know what I'm doing. Believe I've got the lay not. of the land here, buddy. I actually own the place. Yeah. <laughs> I bought Schoengraven yeah. earlier this year. I invested Daddy's in Daddy's money. I'm a stockholder. What I find most interesting about this is that there's, like, onlookers. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they mention it, but they, it's mentioned in this chapter that, like, people have started showing up mm, yeah. because they're, like, well, that's the thing that there's like documented no, that happened. And I yeah. was and I was thinking about like in the American Revolution, right? Was it the American I Revolution? I think the Revolution, the Civil War, definitely. The Civil War, definitely. There's like a very specific story of like the first battle. People showed up to watch. I think that that's probably the Civil. It War. It might be the Civil maybe, War, maybe. And the people showed up to watch, and then they realized like, oh no, we're like actually <laughs> going to war here, and they like evacuated. Well, people people are just they're fascinated by that's war. Crazy. Imagine just going to an active battlefield. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the time at a battlefield at this time, you could you could pretty safely draw where the battle's going to be happening and then find a nice hill outside of that range and probably be pretty okay as like a as like a civilian. And these onlooker. people are like, oh, those Romans with their their gladiators, their, their gladiators and their coliseums. What oh, barbarians! The Colosseum never ended, man. The col- we are always living in an active coliseum, if you think about it. It's true. But uh, imagine if you live two villages over from Schoengraven, and you're hanging out, and you've heard about this war going on, and then you hear the armies are massing outside of the local neighbor village. Wouldn't you be kind of curious, too? Yeah. You'd be curious, at least. I'd be you curious. to admit some curiosity. No, I would, definitely, <laughs> I would definitely be curious. I don't know if I'd be curious enough to go watch, like, the horrible scene that is about to unfold. Yeah. Maybe not. But would you, you? Would you go? If I think if I had lived my whole life within six miles of the same place, doing the same thing day in, day out, almost every day, with nothing but, like, a summer and fall festival to break up the monotony, and then a giant battle was happening a few miles away from me, Maybe. You'd ride your little pony over there? Yeah, take my mule, throw the hop on the carriage with dad and <laughs> with Ma and Pop and the and the other siblings and my wife. And your uh and your fourteen other siblings that all work on the farm. <laughs> fourteen old other siblings. My wife who I married at fifteen. Your see- wife who you married at fifteen. Yeah. Go see the show. Bring the whole family. Bring friends. Hey, we're going to we're, we're going over to uh to watch the battle. Are you do you have a ride? <laughs> You want a carpool? Are you Ubering? You want a carpool? <laughs> save on um, save on hay. You want a horse pool? I can attach a wagon <laughs> to mine. Carriage pool, carpool, carpool, carpool. <laughs> okay, Andre's riding up alone. <laughs> He's going up to the front lines. Yes, and as he approaches, he notes that the soldiers nearer to the front seem to be in in much better spirits and condition than the soldiers. The more they're more confident towards the front lines. Interesting. It is interesting. I don't know why that is. I. Maybe maybe that you got to have a certain personality type to be up there. Maybe do you get a choice in that though? I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't know. That's that is it's an interesting observation that I'm sure is a first-hand observation from experience, but that it does not elaborate on why that would be the case in the in the book. He rides up, there's some guys who are having some vodka, there's a guy getting whipped because he's That's stole. crazy. Shouldn't have stole. Shouldn't have stole. Dolokhov is here. Dolokhov is here. All the girls seem to be here, apparently. Everyone got sent on the suicide mission. <laughs> all, of, all of the main characters 
have made it out for, with Bagration. Uh, Dolokhov is exchanging insults with the French grenadier. Of course he is. And he's uh, the French grenadier thinks that they are the Austrians. And Dolokhov is like, no, we're Russians. You stupid little and we, Frenchman. We beat you. Loser. And we sent your little Mortier running for the hills. Loser. Loser. But yes, Dolokhov insults the emperor. Then shoulders his gun and stomps away, and then... He goes, come on, Ivan Lukich. What does that mean? Is that the guy's name? Yeah, it's one of his buddies, I guess. And then we have a little featured extra here, Sidorov, who comes in and says some gibberish, written in our edition as Kari Malatafa Safi Muter Kaska. Mm. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. (laughs) I was just about to say that. I assume that he is, like, speaking gibberish French. What I, what I got from this is that he's speaking gibberish French to try and, quote-unquote, communicate with the French soldiers as a joke. And he does it, and the Russians love this one. They got it. Whatever we missed, they it must be a Russian in-joke. Because the Russian army bursts out laughing, and a great roar of happy, hearty laughter. And the French line, there's a, and there's a really cool little bit at the very end in the last paragraph here, where the Russian soldiers burst out laughing, and the French line took it up so spontaneously that you would have thought the only thing to do now was to unload the guns, blow up the ammunition, and get back home as soon as possible. But the muskets remained loaded, the marksmen's slits in the buildings and earthworks stared out as ominously as ever, and the big guns still stood ready, ranged against each other. They're, they're just guys. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the crazy thing to me about war. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's yeah, just, it's just just people. They don't have anything against each other. No. I mean, like, I mean, the the only thing that you have against some like them is like what you've been taught, right? And even in this, it's like I have a hard time even fathoming how disconnected the individual soldiers in these armies are from the reasons that this battle is being fought because it's all about this like esoteric preservation of the balance of power in Europe and Mm. Napoleon as a symbol that threatens it and the peasants revolting and all this and it's like these Russian guys from a thousand miles away they're just here marched here to fight a bunch of French guys who also marched from a thousand miles away yeah and it's just like and it's just like they just yeah, I don't know. It's 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 so interesting. Just there's there are thoughts. I'm I'm talking about this. There are, there's there's some interesting stuff specifically on this idea later in in this book. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's just and that's just like the movement of of his battle through all of history. It's just a bunch of guys who don't know anything about each other killing each other because. Well, that's like what war is. Like that's what conflict is. Is yeah. that you have someone who convinces you so much of something. It's it's. I think at a certain point becomes devolved is 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 so completely separated from the self. Like if you take a step, if you take a step back and look at it, like why do we believe anything? Why do we do anything? Right? Like why did you go to college? Because someone tells you that it's a good idea to probably go to college. Mm. Why did you go to war? Oh, because your dad raised you the entire right. your entire life saying like this is the most important thing to me. Or you have to like believe in your country. Or because everyone else is doing it and it looks good to have been an officer or a captain in war. Mm -hmm. Not because this guy sitting here actually like hates Napoleon and hates French people and the hypothetical and almost like like religious belief in like the balance of power really affects whatever life he's going back to in Russia or France. Yeah. It doesn't. No. It gives people something to believe in, like a god, like a religion. Mm-hmm. And people like being some big part of being a part of something bigger mm-hmm. and a sense of community, which this provides them outside of 
their town or their family, which have most likely also influenced them into joining war. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's just so unbelievable to me that in over the course of human history, that the only way that war and conflict has evolved has been to deal more damage. It has not evolved in a way that like, where we've moved past the need to kill each other to prove a point. Mm. That's just, that's crazy to me. What does that say about us as humans? Nothing good. And I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being in the military. I'm just saying that like the, the idea of war is never about like an interpersonal conflict. Yeah. It's about the conflict between nations who are led by people who are billions and billions of dollars and companies that are billions and billions of dollars and interests that are billions and billions of dollars richer than just you sitting in like whatever sitting in your army base mm-hmm. and like that is what like people fight to protect yeah and that's just that is crazy to me yeah anyway what is it good for absolutely nothing man <laughs> rankings <laughs> sure okay captain tushin tushy as i like to call him dolikov andre we'll just do those three who makes it the farthest from rivendell to mordor before succumbing to the influence of the one ring they have the one ring in their possession they are they are carrying it do to they mordor. have traveling companions they have samwise gamgee with them okay um dolikov is not making it very far. <laughs> like Dolokhov, they, is... they follow the path of the story as Frodo in the place of Frodo. In the place of Frodo, okay. Um, okay, I think that after the split of the Fellowship, Dolokhov is putting that shit on. Mm. Like I think that he'd be a little bit intimidated by like the pureness, like just like the sheer will of the other men in the party. Mm. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they have, like, he's got, like, a big personality. But, like, when he's with Anatole and went, like, Anatole has the big personality. And he's, like, following along. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would be a follower. Interesting. In this scenario. And then uh, Andre and Tushin. Okay, I I don't know. I think Tushin. He's got them bare hobbit feet. Tushin might make it all the way. <laughs> I think, I don't know. He's just, like, he doesn't have his shoes on. Like, he's at war without shoes. I feel like that's all you really need world. to know. Like he's just so calm, cool, collected. Doing a little day drinking. Yeah, I think he he he's going all the way. Okay. And I think that Andre will make it to um where like the not the Black Gate, but um where Sam Frodo and uh and Gollum are watching like the Nazgul's and like the orc army march out. Oh, Minas Morgul. In Minas Morgul, like, and I think that he's making it to there. Before he shits, he shits his pants and puts on the ring. Mm. And it's like a deadly mistake. <laughs> like he, he makes like a fatal mistake and puts it on there. Mm. And so it, he it becomes succumbs. too much. He, I think he succumbs. Like he just gets so scared. Yeah. And I think that he would be like, I'm being so brave. I'm being so brave. And he'd get there and be like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, Tushin's making it the farthest. Andre's making it the second farthest, and Dolokhov is not making it far. Not very, not making it very far. I see that. He'll make it to the end of the first movie. That makes sense. End of the first book. He's not making it past that. All right, all right. That is chapter fifteen. All right. Let's see you guys tomorrow.